0: The first kidnapping wasn't my fault. The others, those were definitely me. I was lying in a haze of brown bottles. Rudy was on the floor, face streaked with a little vomit. I was meant to be looking after him. Rudy had been doing coke, a disgusting western synthetic drug. What was wrong with our drugs? The genteel natural oriental ones like opium or cat. That posh shit. The statue of Saraswati was watching us unkindly from the corner. I could smell the stink of the camphor incense I'd bought to cover up the stale funk of beer and sweat and turmeric-laced street food. Rudy's flat was, how do our elites say it? Uber classy. Flat screens, silk carpets, modern art on the walls, tasteful recessed lighting. We were ten days from Diwali. The place was cluttered with presents from hangers-on, advertisers, politicians. Hampers of food, boxes of sweets, flower arrangements, Japanese electronics, greeting cards, stuffed with money. It was one of those wet, warm afternoons where everyone was scratching their backsides and our great nation's GDP was failing to hit the World Bank's targets. I wasn't usually the one drinking. But hanging around Rudy as much as I had recently, trying to watch him, cover for him, keep the papers from seeing him like this, had taken its toll. I was feeling guilty about it all, feeling annoyed because I couldn't spend time with the woman I loved. Well, that situation had had its effect. The one damn day I needed to be completely alert, and I wasn't. It was one in the afternoon, Three hours until the car was supposed to turn up to take us to the studio. Four hours before Rudy would appear, glowing, made up, before all of India on the number one game show in the whole damn country. Beat the brain. I was trying to reach for another can of something to sharpen up. I just found a drink as warm as cat piss when the door exploded inwards. Arms reached into the apartment and tried to remove the one hinge clinging to its frame. I heard uncouth shouting. I scrabbled around, trying to get to my feet. All I did was throw my arms and legs in the air like an upended buffalo. Rudy, get up! Someone's trying! I whispered. My throat was dry, barren, useless. The door finally gave up, groaned like a fifty-year-old at the gym. I tried to shout again, my lips flapped uselessly. A man walked in, dressed like a hospital orderly, carrying two folding wheelchairs in his arms. He smiled at the mess of the two of us on the floor. Whack, whack, went the cosh. I screamed, and again when I tasted blood. I had a surgical mask strapped around my face, and I gurgled uselessly into it. I didn't fight back. I didn't do anything. I was grabbed up and strapped into a wheelchair. I saw his yellow teeth, a necklace of black prayer beads like shrunken heads, and heard a voice say, Quiet, or the fat one gets it. Was that meant to be a threat? He had misunderstood our relationship. Rudy never even woke up. That was back when I had my finger. I miss that little thing. Later on, they had to show proof of life and what better than the servant's little pinky. They hacked it off with the kind of knife used to cut vegetables at the dabas, one of those blades used to trim great bunches of coriander at the market stores. There was a lesson in this for me. You try to blackmail a kid into giving you a cut of his riches, and you end up getting your bloody appendages cut off. I miss that finger. It was a good one. Fucking Delhi. Fucking India. Now, this isn't like one of those films, you understand. The ones that start out as comedies, where Shah Rukh and Preeti are friends at university. And then, after the intermission, everyone starts getting cancer, and mothers start weeping about family honor, until finally, there's a wedding where everyone dances their troubles away. There is no tragedy here, just me getting my finger chopped off, and a series of kidnappings. No mothers to guilt trip you, no tears, no emotional business, yeah? Just a total kitschy from beginning to end.